Hi, Art. Hi, Steve. How are you this morning? I'm great, and yourself? Not too bad. Uh, I guess we're, what, just about past the RRSP well, deadline? We are just past the RRSP deadline. That was February 28th. And, uh, of course, in the life of most Canadians, that's a hectic time of year. Uh, do most people not plan early enough, or what happens? I, I suspect a lot of people do just do not have the funds to put in RSPs. And, and like, personally, I, I just budget it, and, and I have the money come out $1,000 a month out of my uh, account so that it's it's just taken out, and I, it's, it's more painless that way. So it's not like come February, you're just scrounging around trying to find the money for the RRSP. Uh, what does that mean? Does that mean that you instruct your bank to, to put the money into a spe- separate account, or do you yourself? Well, actually, the, the bank takes it out of my account. Uh, it, just like a pre-approved uh, withdrawal like you would for the cable company or the Visa card or whatever. It's, it's just a standard $1,000 for the first of the month that comes out of my account. And where does it go? It goes into my self-directed RRSP. Oh, so you are putting money into your self-directed RRSP every month of the year. That's right. And how? Do, and of course, you know ahead of time what your maximum is, and that determines how much goes into that. That's correct. Yes. I see. And I guess you're a believer in uh, people putting money aside every year. Should people take full advantage of the RRSP? I certainly do, and and you know to the extent that you have the money, I would say yes. It's it's I guess the concept of the wealthy borrower: pay yourself first. Ah yes, pay yourself first. Um, now, of course, not everyone can afford to put that much money into an RSP every month. Well, that's right. Nor nor probably can. It would also been, depend on their tax situation how much the government would allow them to deduct. Uh, so it it but. Having said that, it, the government allowed tells you when you file your tax return how much you can put in the following year. Right. So it's always a year behind, so you should always sort of be fairly close to knowing what that number is. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think most people's savings are limited to the RRSP? Is that basically kind of the extent to which people do put money aside? I wouldn't say most people. Um, I think it it just varies so much on individual circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because if you put money into an RRSP, that is for your retirement, but you still need to put money aside to save up for a house or for a, another major purchase. Well, well, that's right. And, and although there are some some things now with RRSPs, you can actually use some of that money to uh, make a down payment on a house and. I mean, there's a whole list of technical ramifications, but it it can be done to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you used to be in the car business. Uh, People who buy cars, do they tend to put money aside towards a car, or do they tend to buy on credit, Um, or how does that work? Well, let's say the the big thing right now is leasing. A lot of people lease cars. Leasing years ago used to be what companies did, but now more and more individuals do leasing as well. What's the advantage to the individual? Um, Well, they get to drive a more expensive car than than they could probably afford to if they paid cash. But they're paying a lot. They're paying for that. Oh, they're paying. They they do pay for that privilege, yes. So to the extent that you can, you know, put some money in in into this car, then yeah, that makes sense to do that because. So so leasing is not necessarily a cost-effective way of owning a car. Not necessarily. It, again, it depends on your circumstances. I guess it depends if you can write part of the car, cost of your car off for for tax purposes. If say you're self-employed or whatever, but but for the you know 
person who just tends to drive it for their own personal pleasure, I, you know, being a conservative individual, I, I, I think you should be trying to pay for your car as much as you can up front. Because mm -hmm. let's face it, cars are depreciable assets. They don't get, they don't become more valuable over time. They become less valuable over time. But then, if if it is a depreciable asset that you are owning, uh, I, I guess to some extent the, the, the attraction of a lease is that you don't own this asset. You don't own the asset, but you pay for it. Right. Because more part, yeah. part part of the lease calculation is is allowing that they are also depreciating the value of the car. So that to the ex I guess to the extent that that you have a car that is not going down in value, or you take care of it. Then, then you can come out ahead. You know, you can come out even on the lease. But most lease clauses have have mileage clauses in them, right. or or value clauses in them, so that if you beat up the car or you drive it uh, a lot more than the average, based on how they've depreciated it, then you can have this ugly looking little bill facing you at, at the end of the lease if you say have very high mileage and mm -hmm. they want to get some of their money back right. because let's face it a lease payment has to cover the cost of the car or, or i.e. the amount it depreciated during your your ownership it also they also have to pay interest on their money which is being passed on to you the customer plus they have an administration fee for administering the lease mm -hmm. and of course their normal profit so you think the lease uh, potential uh, uh, person who wants to lease a car should be should be very careful and read the uh, the okay. lease agreement. Well, very definitely careful. read the lease agreement and and just understand. It's like any you know long term contract. Understand what you're signing and what it's really going to cost you. Mm -hmm. And you know, and for a lot of people, it's the only way to go because they you know they don't save up the money or they can't save up the money, uh, but yet they can make the normal monthly payment. And and, and, and a lot of car dealers see it this way. Can right. just look at their advertising. Very you know, they don't tell you how much it costs anymore. It's so much a month. And right. Just I guess caveat emptor buyer beware. Does this tend to encourage people to uh, live beyond their means? I guess it depends on the in individual, but yeah, I think there is. You know, if you look at the stats and, and how much debt there is in the proportion in Canada and and or the United States, there are a lot of people living very ratcheted up lifestyles. So. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Nice chatting. Take care, Steve.